Hello and welcome to Sports Talk, brought to you by sportstalk.ie. I'm Denise O'Flaherty and for the past few months I've chatted to a broad range of sports stars and personalities. We've had the likes of Ray Houghton, Niall McGinn, Chris Kamara, and Ivani Quillen. Our show is sponsored by the fantastic Medell Healthcare and we would like to thank them for their continued sponsorship. This week's guest has just launched her own clothing brand and currently plays for Shelburne in the Women's National League. It's Saoirse Noonan. Saoirse, first of all, congratulations on your new venture. Different from football or Gaelic, you launched a new clothing range. Yeah, um, I think it started as a little treat and I suppose a hobby away from the pitch and something that I enjoy doing and designing. And then when everything went around the world, I just thought life was too short and just said, why not have something on the side and um, something that's a bit of my own um, and something that people will know me for other than sport. Um, like sport's not going to be there forever. We're all aware that women, not a lot of girls can make a career in sport, so... You have to try and look at other things. I'm doing a marketing course and a business course, so I'm enjoying it. And I just said, why not try and look? If uh, if it doesn't succeed, I'll learn. Um, and I don't believe um going to be a sale or anything. Um, as I said, if it doesn't work out, it'll be a learning curve. And it's brilliant. You just said that about going back to college and doing a course, because a lot of people would put they're basically their eggs into one basket and gung-ho with their soccer career or a professional career. As you say, you know, you have to have something else to fall back on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think you can rely on sport for for um, an income. Um, I'm definitely an ambitious person and I really want to achieve um, to my highest potential. And I don't think, as you said, I can put my eggs in one basket and I've never done so. Um, as people have seen, I've played two codes um, up until this year and I just think as I said life's too short to just um, focus on one thing um, and I think there's so much opportunity out there that you need to go try different things and that's why I went to Shelburne and I'm moving to Dublin and all these things are happening and I just want to live life to the max I suppose and enjoy every minute the venture you said you wanted to do it so how did it come about because obviously it's great having that dream and idea but you have to go to someone you have to have your projections you have to have a business plan so how did it come about yeah um i thought i started doing camps last year coaching camps and i just loved the i suppose the satisfaction i got um out of it and seeing all the little kids i suppose coming back every week, running over to me to train and seeing the joy I brought them. And obviously I was working for myself and I was enjoying it too. Um, and I suppose I saved up a little bit of money from that um, and just said, look, why I've done all this now and that money was I suppose, extra to me. And I was like, why don't I go try to do something else with this instead of going and just I suppose, spending it all on clothes or whatever? Why don't I try something? Um, and if I lose it all, I lose it. If I getting out of it fantastic um, I suppose that's how it came about um, I have great people around me my whole family my girlfriend everyone has chipped in um, and gave their say to make sure that things are done correctly so I'm a bit of perfectionist when it comes to some things mm-hmm. um, they all are too and that's really been beneficial to me so yeah just that's how it really started um, like you have to start somewhere yeah. it's not going to be unless I won the lotto I wouldn't be able to just um, expand but yeah, I start somewhere, start small, and that's what I've done. And I did a little launch, um, a pre-sale, and we we literally sold out 
um, and the website obviously went out, went out live yesterday and that's been the feedback from that's been absolutely huge as well so everything's going great and I'm Look, it's, it's not work if you're enjoying it, and I'm definitely enjoying it. The name is Freedom, and I suppose for yourself, it is that kind of a, a release from everything? Yeah, it is. And my name also, in English, means freedom. So it was just, it was a perfect fit, really. Um, like, only, I suppose, people that know Irish will know will know that. And, like, people, even people that don't know Irish, or do know Irish, didn't even, I suppose, um, click with it. That yeah. It was called that, which, is quite, which is quite nice, I suppose, because... To me, it means so much because it is my name. But to everyone else, it's just the name of a brand. Um, and it's a kind of a catchy name and it's a cool name. Um, and everyone's looking for freedom right now and mm. trying to get out of the 5K and everything. And I just felt um, that everything everything just seemed right. So, yeah, definitely that, that's where the name came from. Cork, I've lived in it, so I know the, the real capital, they always say that, yeah. and you're proud of where you're from. You made the big move, you've moved up to the big smoke, as we'd call it, down the country. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll always be a Cork girl, and um, every week I get slagged that I'm going to have a Dublin accent, and I don't think I'll be left back home if yeah. I ever came back with a Dublin accent, that'll never happen. But um, yeah, look, I'm always going to be a Cork girl, I'm always going to be a Cork footballer, Um I can never change. I can never change that. Um, obviously, after I decided to to try out playing Melbourne, um, and I've loved it so far. Um, but like I've said in every interview I've done, that I could stay in Cork for the rest of my life mm. and be so content and play for Cork City, play for Cork GA, and win things probably and enjoy it and make a name for myself. But I I think that would be just too um, putting my eggs in one basket, as you say. Um, and I think there's so much out there in the world to explore and I I really need to do that and I really want to do that so I'm looking forward to the experience and it might not be a straight path but it's a journey that I'm willing to go on and I'm looking forward to it Is that why you signed for Shells? Because I know that a lot of top clubs were interested in you the fact that you're still in Ireland, you're not that far away Yeah look um, it's not just about um, signing for a new team and going into a new dressing room there's 101 other factors um, there's travelling there's living at a home there's being away from your family there's focusing on one sport there's having a new manager a new teammates um, everything a new number on the back of your jersey a new strength on the front of your jersey all these little things play, play factors so it's not just pick up your bag and go from one dressing room mm-hmm. to the other um, everything else off the pitch also played a huge part and I think um only a couple of weeks before I decided to, to sign for a Noel, I was looking at going to Iceland. And I just was never, I was never like too happy about it because I never lived away from home. Mm. I've never been that far away from home. Only I think three or four weeks probably max away from my family. So you have to look at all these things. So I think by moving to Dublin, it was a step, another step towards, towards I suppose, um, bridging that gap. And I can come home when I want to come home. I go up for the weekends and I, I know I'm coming home the next day. Um, so all these little things are just, I suppose, building me up to for life in every way. Um, and yeah, as I said, my family are really, really close. Um, so it was just, I suppose, baby steps, and I didn't want to make a huge jump, and that's why Shells just seemed like the right fit because, I, as I said, I could have stayed in Park City, but I had it in my mind that I was going to make a move, um, and I wanted to stick with that. And who knows, my decision could be a great decision. It, could, it might not happen this year that um, Shells in the league or whatever, but... It's a decision I'm going to stick with and I'm enjoying it so far. I put everything I can into it. 
I think as we go on in life, though, as well, Saoirse, we realise there has to be a time when we go, look, we've no regrets. Give it a go. And if things work out, brilliant. If things don't, at least you can say, well, I tried it. Yeah, 100%. Um, when I rang EFI up at Fulham, he was like, you have to go try. Like, you want to go play professional. Like, this is another another step um, coming away from, away from Cork, away from my comfort zone as such. And... Look, if, if all things don't go to plan, um, when I did speak to Ife, he was really open, kind of said, look, if you want to come back, you're more than welcome, which is really nice to hear. Uh, you know you can't fall back there and you can't. There is a great team there and I'm sure there was loads of Ireland and that first team. So, yeah, look, as I said, um, and as you just said, you have to try these things and you have to learn. And um, I believe in, you're always going to make mistakes and you're never going to make all the right choices but um, everything happens for a reason and it's all about learning The Gaelic I suppose for you it was a big step and it was a wrench probably to leave but you're very young and the opportunity arose and the good thing about it is as you said like Ify gave his blessing and I suppose for you it's not giving up the Gaelic it's just a break away from it Yeah I've always said it um, I'm, I'm not putting Gaelic um, off forever I'm not hanging up the boots um, it's just a little little short break and I suppose it's been kind of um, a bit easier than I thought because the girls unfortunately haven't been back on the pitch together yet mm. um, now I'm sure once they start playing I'll be I'll be itching myself and saying oh I'd love to be out there but um, that's what you have to deal with and it's definitely not on hold forever I'm 100% going to put on that court jersey again um, hopefully in the near future but for now it's just to focus um, on soccer and again look all the girls there and the management all know the commitment that it takes to take and know the commitment it takes to play women's league, and they all they all gave me their blessing and they said look this is what you want you need to go achieve it now you can't just sit around and wait um, but yeah everyone's been great it's been really nice and I wish the girls the best luck for the year ahead and I hope, hope they win the All-Ireland and um, I would have loved I would have loved to be involved but I look I want to I want to really push on now and I think I think it's my time to, to go do that and I've done so there's loads of years I can play that yeah, as I said, you're still young. So many girls nowadays are dual stars and it's not just camogie and Gaelic football. It seems to be an awful lot of girls playing the soccer and the Gaelic. You know, you have the likes of yourself, Rachel Kearns, we have Lucy McCartan. You also are in the Republic of Ireland squad. Like last year, it must have been tough when you were playing Gaelic, obviously then the soccer and breaking into the Ireland squad. Yeah, look... Um I love seeing all these girls play like Rachel Kerr this year and she's doing absolutely phenomenal work for Galway and um, she's one of Mayo's top players and then obviously Lucy um, getting to the All-Ireland final in Gaelic and winning winning the FA Cup final piece um, it just shows that like it is it is possible once you put your mind to it and um, we've all done it we've all played top games and big finals um, week in week out um, and yeah look it's it's exciting and even girls that come to me training, they're playing, they're playing both, um, they're playing both codes and they're, they're doing it too. But yeah, last year, I suppose, when I, when I, um, got the call for the squad for the Irish team, um, obviously they're away for about two weeks. So that's a, that's a question that you have to put in your mind then. Am I gonna, am I gonna focus on soccer? Um, and look, I think people have said you can't do both. But yes, you can do both. Obviously, international level is hmm. a different level. You're away. You're in a different country. You can't fly home for an inter-county match or inter-county yeah. training. But 100% you can play um, 
at top levels under 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, all the way up to senior um, and be the best. You don't have to just be part of the team. You can definitely be the best and progress. Um, and I think I think I proved that last year. Lucy definitely proved that last year. And Rachel's definitely proving it now as well. Um, and there's, there's other girls that have proved it. Uh, I've under-19 um, girls that play with Carrig, that played with Carrig Line, um, have played with Cork teams, have signed with Cork City, and they're doing that now. So I love seeing it. It's not just Camogie, as you said, in the football. Um, and there has been big emphasis on it, but now I think it has more emphasis on other sports as well. It's great to see. Last year, you had a very good season. Unfortunately, ends up in no silverware. But Cork City ladies got to the cup final and Cork ladies got to the All-Ireland final. There were two massive days in the life of any footballer or soccer player. Yeah, it's the days, I suppose, we we dream of um, playing in big finals. Um, and having the two within a week of each other was, was quite hectic, I suppose. Everyone knows that there's such big publicity around it. There wasn't a lot of matches on, and I was, I was probably one of very few that was lucky enough to play not just one sport but um, two sports. So, look, it was obviously really disappointing losing losing one iron final attack, but losing two, you really go into the pit. Um But again, it was such a quick turnaround. It was such mm. a hectic year. I just have to, I suppose, be grateful for what I had. Um, I was still there. I was still involved in the days. Obviously. No winners' medals, but if someone had to make the start of the year, I would have been playing in two Ireland finals. I probably would have laughed because I would have said, "Where well, I'm going to be back on the pitch till next year." Um, so again, look, I was so privileged to be involved in those days. Of course, winning winning both of them would probably be a bit of history and something that I would cherish forever. But um, I'll still remember those days. Um, I suppose with everything going on, I didn't even myself get too down about it. And after the first loss, I had to focus. Focus um, on GA, uh, and the next morning I we got home. I'd say one o'clock in the morning, and I went straight to bed. Um, and was off the next morning for Cork training. So it was a quick turnaround, and there was no there was no time I suppose to dwell on the match and be upset. And then after the next match, you're straight into Christmas Day, and um, we hadn't seen our families in a while because obviously people mm-hmm. keep our contacts low and stuff. And I was allowed a bit of downtime, I suppose, and spent with my family and friends and. That was nice too, and I suppose, as you said, it was really, really hectic and busy. Um, but I just got to, I suppose, take time to myself again and enjoy enjoy those two weeks off and then um, get ready for the season ahead again. To play for your country, every little boy, every little girl dreams of that. What was it like to go in there and, and train with players that you probably have kept an eye on and have looked on? Because so many players are now making a name for themselves across the water. Yeah, you, I suppose we look at like Katie McCabe, um, Grace Maloney, they're in the, they're in the, um, women are the Super League team of the year every, every week at this stage. Do them doing phenomenal. You see Rihanna going in, yeah. stepping up to the mark. Um, and then I suppose we train, um, maybe two or three weeks. They do every, a bit of home base. So that's when, um, players that are kind of on the borderline, like myself, get to go in and train with, with the players that are playing in the Women's National League, like Oina Gorman, Ella Malloy, um, these top, top players that um, some of them are starting, uh, Oina starts most games. Um, and then you have just Jamie Finn getting clear of the match by training week in, week out. So it's nice to see all these people and it just shows that you can play in the Women's National League and be a top player. Like Jamie Finn marked, uh, marked um, harder the other day in the match and she, mm. she 
she she didn't ever touch the ball. She got played a match, and she it just proves that like hard work, hard work beats talent, and she definitely definitely showed that the other night. Hopefully this year I can put on the jersey and make my make my official debut, um, and that's something I'm definitely working towards. Right now I just really want to push myself to my to my limits um, and do extremely well for Melbourne and. There's a league there to be won, definitely, and we're unlocked this weekend against the men's and we'll go again. And There's a lot of games left, um, and it's definitely going to be a, a good league. I think it's very, it's much more competitive now, but I'm looking forward to it, and I just want to push myself now, and now that I can focus on one sport, um, and I am focused on one sport, I definitely take it up to the next level and, and try to get that, that international cap. A couple of years ago, on Sports Girls podcast we were talking about talents and players to watch out and I remember texting James Masters down in Cork James was involved with the Cork team and I just said to him who do you think we should look out for and he just sent me back a name and then he sent me a text afterwards about the name and the name was Saoirse Noonan and he said she is just extremely talented I suppose a fellow Nemo club mate but even back then you were thought so highly of yeah, that's I suppose that's nice to hear. Um, obviously, James Masters is an emo hero. Um, when I was growing up, I didn't have much heroes, but he was definitely being being the person I would have looked up to from a Gaelic point of view. Um, every match we go to, we'd look at what James Masters was doing, the scores he was taking, the plays he was creating, um, and yeah, look, having him involved with with Cork in my first year was was huge for me. Um, and obviously for him to say that was really nice. Um, but yeah, look, it, it is a long road ahead and I, I just want to keep keep developing myself and keep progressing. That's it. The thing about it is, and as we go on, it, it you don't stop developing or you don't stop learning when you get to a certain age. Yeah, I think um, if I go back to my underage career, I would have had probably the best days of my life. Um, and I look back and say 2017, 2018 like, were, were history years. I got to... I suppose make my debut for Cork Seniors. I got to win an FAI Cup final. Um, I was just after um, finishing out my underage career with Ireland. I was winning um, personal awards, and it was just I was doing my leaving so It was just absolutely hectic. Um, and then I suppose I got a bit of an injury, and it kind of set back. And you have a bit of time out, and you're trying to get yourself back in. And now I'm just like, I want to go for it all again. I want to do all that again. I want to put on the Irish jersey. I want to be involved in these big matches. Um, and yeah, you learn something new every day and you learn more about yourself as you go and um, I don't think I'll ever stop learning. The coverage of the Women's National League, when you think of it now, it's absolutely brilliant to see. For so many years, you just had certain websites and I know a lad, Aaron Clark, was always publicising and extra time were always covering it. But now you have your games on every week, streamed live as well. So it's great to see that. Yeah, um if we look back, um, we would have had, we would have barely had our own websites that people could actually find what players are playing, and um, you'd barely know when the games are on when we first started out. And I'm sure if you go back to when the league started, there was it was even worse again. But um, Aaron has been probably behind most of it, and um, he's definitely stuck with it even through the pits. Um, and now there's so many people on board. You've all. Every radio station, even coming home from games, you hear coming home from the game the other night, you hear it on Red FM, Spin, just talking about the game and giving you a quick insight. Um, and it's in LinkedIn as well with the men, and um, which is huge. So, yeah, look, I think it's only growing, and it's it's really exciting to see because there are more people getting involved, and there are 
sponsors and stuff seeing seeing the benefits and um, players are getting what they deserve now and um, I think it really as we said um, can't see it can't be and I think younger girls are seeing seeing publicity out there and um, the coverage that everyone's getting and they're able to watch the games now as well which is huge for us um, and it makes that bit more exciting. Yeah, because for so long, and it was only recent that the Cork ladies got a chance to play in Parky Cueve. And also this season, unfortunately, you went down in different colours. You got a chance to play at Turner's Cross. Yeah, um, again, there were two big, huge stepping points um, in women's sport. Um, having Cork City's home pitch at Turner's Cross is something I think every player has dreamt of for, for the last number of years. Like Bishop saying is, is grand and all, mm. but it's very hard for your friends to get out there and it's a bit out of the way nearly um, where Turner's Cross is literally just outside the city and I'm sure it'll draw much more of a crowd to the girls and um, I'm sure it's the first game of the season against Shells if, if there was a crowd um, allowed to be there then it would have definitely been yeah. been a couple of hundred inside there compared to a normal a normal match um, and I'm excited to see to see the crowds that do show up and I'll definitely be in the crowd some days um, when I don't have my own games and it's exciting and as you said, um, Cork playing in in Parky Cueve was also a huge a huge statement made by them, um, and I'm sure there's only more to come. We mentioned Nemo earlier on, and just down the road from Nemo's ground is Turner's Cross. Were you the type of person that could be seen at either ground growing up? Yeah, definitely. Um, I used to go to Cork City games as a as a kid with my my best friend Daniel, and his dad, who's bring us. Um, every Friday night we get the bus down there um, and then I'd probably be back in training with my dad and my brother and my sister um, on a Saturday morning for Nemo so yeah I was always around around the cross area um, either watching a game or I was kicking the ball around but look my both, both my parents grew up in Turner's Cross and um, we just live up the road from it so um, it, it's definitely a close place to home and um, somewhere that is very is very memorial for us you're so young and yet you have so many highlights but 2017 Cork City Ladies won the FEI Cup then that day Cork City won the FEI Cup I was actually at at those games a fantastic day for for Cork City and for yourself yeah. as well yeah um, look we got to play in the Aviva which was huge we got to play before the men who who I suppose have such a huge following and um, a lot of their supporters kind of were like, oh, let's go watch the women's games. We got a good we got a good crowd and we got to actually show what what we were capable of that day. Um, and then obviously afterwards, um, we'd never really been, I suppose we trained different times for the men, they're full-time, we're not. Um, we don't really see them that much and we got to, I suppose we got to eat, sleep um, and breathe mm. um, nearly a and a half of, of that professional life, everything they did, we got to do. Um, and we were involved in everything and we really were it really was special and Cork City really um, the homecoming was the whole street of um, St. Patrick Street was full um, Grand Parade everywhere was just hectic um, and it was just a week of celebrations and the whole the whole city was um, was just absolutely loving it and it was just it was such a proud moment to be involved in and it was a turning point for Cork City women's um, it proved that we are capable of, of achieving anything and that club is only is only rising. Um now they're they're amalgamated and I suppose it's it's huge again and to be part of that day is just I actually can't describe it because it was it was a be there moment and every single day was just better than the day before. 
um, and the publicity and the coverage you got again was was so big and um, yeah look I think Cork City are definitely going in the right direction and um, it's great to see as you said them playing in tennis cross now The Women's Cup Finals before the, the men's game the LGFA have done it completely different with Crow Park and you're always guaranteed a great crowd for All-Ireland Finals but in recent years you know the ladies never really had that they hadn't the coverage or the support whereas having it in the Aviva right before the men's finals attracted publicity it has attracted new support as well Yeah I think it was I think it was great um, now obviously they've changed it to women having their own day in the um which I don't think a lot of players are happy about. I think they were kind of looking at it in the way, oh, no, we want, we want you to have your own day. But being in playing in the Aviva on the same day, um, there's just a bigger hype about it. Um, and we, there's a handful of us that have played in the Aviva and DLR we never beat and won that game. And then going to play P Mount in Fallah, it was just kind of, I suppose, obviously it was a different situation because there was no fans. Mm. But of course now playing in Tala, it is a big stadium still. But it's nothing. It's nothing like your home stadium. It's nothing like the Aviva, and that is something that um, I personally, as a player, hope will, will change back and we'll get to play in the Aviva. But again, look, they want us to have our own day. But I think it would be if they want to have their own day, then it should be still in the Aviva because that's that's our national stadium and that's yeah. where that's where I want to be playing. And um, I suppose that's what we deserve. Exactly. Playing both sports, yes, there's differences, but there's similarities as well. Playing them both, do they help out each other? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I suppose, GA would be a lot more physical, soccer would be a lot more tactical, mm. um, and both, you need both to, to succeed in each sport. Um, I definitely brought my tactical side into GA, um, and I'd like to say a good eye for the game and look at reading the game. Um, and then soccer, I think I'd be, I'd be very physical, um, which is also needed. And obviously, have my tactical side as well. But yeah, they definitely fall nearly hand in hand. Obviously, one's on the floor and one's, and one's in your hand. But look, at the end of the day, it's eleven v eleven and fifteen v fifteen, and um, they're still scoring and you're still trying to win the game at the end of the day. So they definitely, they definitely fall, fall in par, and um, they definitely benefit each other each training session helping one another What other sports did you try out because uh, you're such a sporty person there has to be other sports that you tried out and were good at Yeah um, I played camogie and basketball um, for a long time um, I probably would have basketball was probably my favourite but it was actually the first I gave up because it was just I think from a younger age basketball is nearly a step ahead of other sports and they want they want you to commit straight away yeah. um, I wasn't to commit to one sport um, and train train three nights a week and um, play a match I would rather play um, the other three sports so I think that obviously benefited me as well catching the ball um, fast breaks all these little things again they help help one another quick feet um, defending and stuff and then camogie obviously you have a smaller ball um, and it's uh, again extremely physical um, and I played that up until probably third year of my school probably or second year with with St. Fimbers, um, which I also loved and I would love to still be able to play, but I don't have the time. Um, yeah, I I think every child should definitely be involved in um, two or more yeah. or more things they're growing up because 
again, you don't know you don't know exactly what you want um, at stage, and it's all about finding finding yourself. And I still have friends from from my Camogie team um, in St. Finbar's I still talk to to this day, and we were only 13 probably when we played together, and we still talk, and we're now all 21, 22, which is which is nice, and I used to make great friends through sport as well. We mentioned the coverage of the Women's League in Ireland and how players are now out there. And I'm looking at you and my cousin's girlfriend's sister. You know, she's only nine years of age, but to her, her favourite player is Saoirse Noonan. So, and she's a little girl in Cavan. So to have that out there, that you're an inspiration to girls, not just in Cork or in Shelburne or, you know, the clubs in the League of Ireland, that you're an inspiration for children all over Ireland. Yeah, look, it's really, it's, it's really, I suppose, um, heartwarming to see and hear. Um, would you see a few kids that you coach in camps in Cork and they might know you or, and they, they want to be, to be like you and be a Cork footballer. But it's, it's not often you see, I suppose, players from different counties and younger girls, um, I suppose, look up to you as a player. And, um, it's really, it's really nice. And I suppose it gives you, it gives you that boost to keep going. Um, on the hard days they're struggling and you think, there's a little girl in Cavan that, that wants to be like me. Um, I need to get up and prove that that I can keep improving and show her what what it takes to be the best. And um, I suppose having all these coverages and getting interviews and stuff, and you see little girls, they see everything mm. on social media these days and um, through the TV and stuff. And you just want to really, I suppose, show them where they can go and what they can achieve by by putting in hard work and um, achieving at their, their chosen sport. You mentioned your family a lot of the time. So are they the ones that have been the biggest influence on you? They've always been there for you. They're probably your biggest supporters. Yeah, um, we were actually only looking through pictures the other day of all the countries we went to, Irish teams and stuff. And I'd say there's at least eight or nine um, of my family at every single one. Um, obviously, my immediate family is where everything, my granny and granda, and my mm-hmm. uncle, um my close family friends, they all they all come and they all um support and growing up look, um, our parents would be taxi drivers nearly and drive us from one game to the next to the next and be at every single game a number one supporters and um I suppose you have to put it down to that. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't be the players we are today without them bringing us to every game and being so supportive and keeping us involved. Yeah, because we kind of always forget our parents because it seems to be a thing that you kind of expect them to bring you and that. But then as the years go by and you think back, gosh, they've done so much and they sacrifice so much. Yeah, um, my dad used to drive me. I used, I used to hate going, I suppose, to Irish, Irish training camps when I was 14 because I was younger than most players up there. They were all Dublin. They all knew each other. And I suppose I was intimidated. I was one, only one girl from Cork and no one really knew me. Uh, and my dad used to bring me up for the whole day. He'd stay up there, watch it, drive me back home. Um, and that was nearly every weekend at one stage, uh, and sometimes during the week. Um, so he's taking the whole day out of his out of his life, I suppose, to just drive me up the road when I could have hopped on a bus, or he could have left me and said, "Could I say I don't want to go?" And I'd be crying, and he could have said, "Grand, don't go." Um, but I suppose I'm so glad that he encouraged me to go now because I I love every minute of it, and um, I wouldn't change anything for the world. I'm so glad I was involved in all the things I am, um, and yeah, look. Um, there's three I have a brother and sister and we're all the same but I, don't, I really don't know how they kept them they all saw every game but they did somehow 
we mentioned earlier on about you being a bit of a homebird. With the amount of players going over to Australia to try their hand at Australian rules football, would Saoirse Noonan ever consider that? You know, you're, you're still young, a lot to learn and a lot of football in you. Yeah, um, that was something that was kind of on the on the cards for this January. That's something that I was looking at, um, and obviously COVID um, played a huge on that again. Um, but I never, I never, um, I still stay in contact with one or two clubs over there, um, and I like to keep, I like to keep every door open and um, see all the opportunities because you don't know what what's going to happen in life, and um, I might up to be an LW player and. Um, so yeah that's something I definitely look at and I'm not going to say um, and again it's only you're only over mm. four months five months they a short enough season which is really enticing for players as well I could just now imagine the brand you know you doing a, a big launch and some of the stars from Neighbours are home and away doing a, the big launch of Freedom over in Australia how bad it wouldn't be that bad now. Um, that'd be quite nice on the beach, getting a few, a few nice pictures with the Instagram and stuff. Um, we don't quite have the weather for that year. Yeah, um, I'd be looking at the girls and going, "Don't tease me! Don't tease me!" Just see the weather over there, and it's just. <laughs> but it is, uh, as we said earlier on, you know, we shouldn't have what ifs in life or no regrets. Just there is the saying, "Carp DM," and it really is that seize the day. Yeah, um, you have to just try everything um, you learn um, as you said earlier put all your eggs in one basket and um, I'm just really enjoying the moment and enjoying and the decision I've made I'm looking forward to my book in Dublin now for the summer um, it's baby steps I, people ask me what, what's in the future and I actually can't tell you because I'm just looking at the now and living yeah. in the now and, and being present here and the future can hold on and I really believe that there's so much out there in the world. The world's your oyster and um, there's so much opportunity. And if you want enough, you can go get it. Yeah, it's hard to predict your future, but it's nice to have a list of things or, you know, let's say a bucket list or a list of what you'd like to achieve. If you don't achieve them, you know, it's not the end of the world. But to try and do that and, and give it a go. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely have my bucket list and I definitely set out one probably a couple of years ago um, and my main things in it were to play in the Aviva play in Crow Park win all Ireland medal um, and get my Irish cap and I'm only 21 and I've nearly done that so far um, so You're I, a businesswoman as well now you know to add to that Yeah <laughs> Yeah look um, I've definitely set out my new goals now in short term long term um, and I'm definitely going to um, do my best to achieve all of them in the coming years and it excites me it does everything excites me um, and every day I wake up looking forward to the day ahead Listen I look forward to following your path on and off the field I love the way you have those dreams so it's great to have that thank you so much for the chat and I hope the season goes very well for you it's great that we have the coverage and we're able to keep an eye out Thank you so much thanks for the time 